This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cleary, Hines, both. Do you go for value? So many questions to answer here in our half-gun section for 2023 NRL Fantasy. We're going to kick it off up top with Nico. I will go through my best guns and also my value guys at the end of this video when we summarize it all. But one by one, we have 18 of these players to go through. Nico at a 69 average there, 984K is our most expensive player in the game and deservedly so given he got the best average for the year. Pros for him, there's only two scores in the 40s. So if you're looking to bring him in as a captaincy option, which is something I'm definitely thinking about, that's obviously pretty safe, right? You're looking for anything, you know, if they're getting lows, it's in the four, in, in the 50s, really. Yeah, it's not really the worst. It's better scoring than most guys that you'll get. It's obviously a great captaincy option, stable, really good team. Nothing's really changed much for the Sharks. And I think this is great news for Nico Hines owners and anyone who's potentially thinking about him does he even play origin as well that's the that's the big one for him the cons obviously the buy in round six is fairly early compared to a lot of other guns on this list or in in other teams for sure and has a pretty difficult first three games they have the raiders in round three which are probably their easiest one uh but they're a team on the improve as well but nico has scored pretty well against the majority of teams obviously a little bit better against the lesser ones but that is nico up top and i think he's going to be a great option Nathan Cleary, it's very finding it very difficult to split these two. A couple of cons we'll just start with now. I think there's obviously 70 mouths to feed at the Panthers. They do lose Kikau. They do lose Api Corusau as well. Does that mean they head more a little bit more to the right, given they've got Crichton on, on that side, Liam Martin, and also Brian To'o? Oh, Brian had a pretty you know down year compared to you know previous and I will speak about him in, in great detail in further videos but do they go down the right a little bit more and does that help Cleary as well that's something to think about do they have a little bit less direction at nine without Appy Coruscant there Mitch Kenny Sonny Luke can they provide that direction for this club and yeah a little bit of a shorter preseason he's been partying up a little bit overseas there yeah obviously you're all the world cup uh, and they all only really just got back to training where other teams have had a longer preseason. But does that matter too much? He's someone that has played well no matter what. He's coming off you know big injuries. He played with injuries and still scored well. So I don't think it matters too much for him per se. Maybe the team starts a little bit slower. We're not exactly sure. But it's definitely something to think about. 
Pros for Cleary, obviously being a top scorer multiple years you know, in the game. The gun team interrupted preseason, I spoke about, but really no hundreds. That's the question. You know, he hasn't really had any, he didn't have any last year, sorry. Uh, and the interrupted preseason I'm talking about uh, was last year. So he came into round three, round four last year. So he kicked off his year. So he gets a bit of a better preseason here and no hundreds, I think is a big one for him. So I think he's on par with, with Hines as a great pickup and they don't have a buy till a little bit later. Cammy Munster in number three here, average 62, 886 was his price. Pros for him obviously does so much in that team. He runs the ball. He has great attacking stats. His defense pretty well. Also, I really think he's going to average 60 plus again, somewhere around that mark you can see happening. There's really no reason as to why you think he would go under and he's the third best scorer. So really he's going to have a great season no matter what. And if you really like watching him play, there's no issue in picking him up. I don't see him going down on that average. The cons is obviously a pretty inconsistent scorer compared to the above two. Definitely has a bunch of scores in the 30s and 40s, which you don't see from Cleary and Hines. And will the team not be as good? They lose Brandon Smith. They lose a, a lot of their, you know, a bunch of their forwards in, in Bromwich Brothers and uh, and Felice Cafusi there. So does that change much? Do, do the young players come in and do really well? I'm not exactly sure. So that's just something to think about with Cami Munster. Daily Cherry Evans. So 851K for him, 59 average. Pros for him, obviously amazing starter. Last year, he absolutely killed it at the, the front a couple of months there, which was great. He's super consistent. Had a really average finish to the year with Manly really losing a bunch of their games. No Tom Trevojevic. So much turmoil at the club. So is that a pro? I think it definitely is. He's someone that has average in the you know low to mid fifty uh, mid 60s on a regular basis. So I can see him going back up into the 60s and clearly being a top three to five gun in this position. But he does obviously play Origin, which is something to think about. The off-field turmoil, does that cause more issues? They've lost Dez. There's a bunch of things happening there. The team really needs to be okay for them, for him to do really, really well. He can score pretty well regardless, but you know, will they be good? You know, Is Turbo going to be fit? There's a bunch of questions there, but I think Daly is going to be one of the top halves for sure. Adam Dewey. So 771K, he is priced up, unfortunately. You see here Dylan Brown has 20K less on his price, and he averaged... 2.1 more. So two is above that, which puts him about a 54 average, which is a little bit annoying. They're assuming that he's going to get the six, but does he even get that spot? There's talk of him actually training at center. So my main issue for him is the fact that he has no set role. He could play some time in centers. If he gets a chance at six, he's going to be really good. But that's the issues on that side. If you look at his pros, he averaged 62 playing at six. So that would be an eight point increase on his average. He does get involved in a lot of the attack. He has a better team this year. So he has Isaiah Papali'i on his right if he does play on that right side, which you'd imagine he would. Brooks being a left-handed side player. Uh, there's a, yeah, a few more weapons for him. And you've got Api Corusau to, to give him good service. So I can see him if he does get the six being a superstar and having a lot of value, at least five points. You'd expect him to average around that 59, 58 and has that upside into the 60s if he can get a, a whole year at that role. What it might mean, though, is that he doesn't have to do everything, which it looks like when he does get the sixth role, he's basically doing it all. Uh, when it goes to the right, he's scoring himself. He just has so much talent. I think he can do that in this Tigers outfit, but there's obviously a lot of questions there. Dylan Brown, a 751, as I said, 52.6 average. Pros for him has a really good base and added some attacking stats last year. I actually started with him last year, for those that are new, and he did a great job for the majority of the season. 
main issue for, for him was that he was a pretty inconsistent player. So he did improve in his scoring and his actual NRL play, but just was pretty inconsistent, especially in, uh, you know, Overall, yeah, basically had a bunch of really good games, had some some weak ones, went good again, had some weak ones again, and then finished well uh, in a couple of games that Moses was out, so he was the main uh, main player in that team. So that's when his average increased for those few games. They weren't too many, but those few, he did really, really well. So I think Brown, I can see him averaging probably similar. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, in this squad, they might drop down a level. That's the only worry as well with the Eels, but he will be solid. Mitch Moses, a little bit different to Brown because the, the main issue with, with Brown is he doesn't get the kick meters and that obviously goes to Mitch Moses. So you have two guns in the same team. He's super talented as well and plenty of attacking stats, which gets him up to that 52.3. But the main issues for Moses, and it's the same every year for, for me with him, is that he has that low, low average, sorry, that lower 50s average and hasn't really exceeded that in the bunch of years that he has been a focal point in this pretty solid eel side, to be honest with you. Very streaky. You'll have times where he's an absolute superstar and everyone wants to put him in their side because he does get the big kick meters. He runs the ball, gets plenty of attacking stats, but unfortunately not enough tackles uh, and run meters. So when he does run the ball, he seems to make you know tackle breaks and offloads, and and there's plenty going on. But there's a lot of games where he just doesn't run the ball enough. So that's that with Moses, Jamal Fogarty. So 723, averaging 50.6. That definitely does do a little bit of everything. He kicks the goals, and he's in an improve in an improving team. He has scored well in the last few years when he did get plenty of 80 minute games at halfback for the Titans. He did really really well, but. My cons for him, I just can't see much of improvement on that 50 average. He's been around about that in all of his you know 80-minute efforts, whether it's in the Titans and in a better Raiders side. He really actually helped them. So I think NRL-wise, he was great for him, and he's going to improve their squad again this year with uh, you know, roles really set in stone, Hudson Young, Tarpany, these kind of guys really excelling, and Foggs and, and White and doing their thing. They've got a nice squad there. Cons for him, I just, yeah, as I said, just can't see the improvement, and always he's always around this average, so... Sean O'Sullivan there, 719k, 
Average of 50.4. He's a very interesting prospect for me. He gets his own team this year. Moves to the Dolphins. He's going to have a lot more continuity that he didn't have at the Panthers. He seemed to you know, come in and obviously play during the origin period. He played at the start of the year when uh, Cleary was out. So there's a bunch of those games where yeah, the, the team was decimated through origin or injuries or whatever it was. So the team wasn't as good, which just shows that there might be a little bit of improvement on that. The main issue I see though is the fact he's with the Dolphins and they're, look, they're probably slightly better than a decimated uh, Panthers team who would, you know, probably about a 50% win to loss ratio. But really for him, it's, you know, how is that all that, all that going to come together? It's really on him to do well for this squad. And if he can, they're going to go pretty solidly the Dolphins I think he has the opportunity to do that he has no origin so I can just see him being an uh, an option at some point but probably not from round one I'd say it's probably a little bit risky when you look at his cons he had four out of his 11 games were in the high 30s so that's pretty scary to start with to be honest you don't want to start with a a player that can get a couple of 30s you know it might be two out of the four two out of the five first games he gets some 30s and he's averaging about 43 and you just you end up just punting him for a better gun or a cheapie somewhere else so I think you'll have his chance at some point maybe through the origin period he is a good buy and move to one of the first value guys I see and that's Matt Burton so a 718k he had a 50.3 average and just to start off with we talk about his first seven rounds he did average 39 in those and had a little bit of a slow start they had a really tough draw to kick it off and we did speak about it that that would soften up and the dogs went on a much better run he played a lot better there was plenty happening there so that middle period, he actually averaged 61 in that middle 13 rounds. And then the back four, he averaged 33. So that's why he ends up down at that 50 average. But if you can see his team improving, it's the second year of the team to himself in that better team. Is there going to be more consistency on his part and also the team's part? Will they win a, a few more games? If they do, you'd say he'd be the focal point. They do have Reed Marnie in there to control things through the middle. And I can see him having a great season. Where I think he's going to be averaging, I'd say 55 to 58, I think is pretty fair. So that gives him around five points of value on those other guys that are above him, the Moses, the Browns, stuff like that. So I'd rather pick Burton for sure. Uh, but you know, you got to base it off what you think is going to happen with the dogs. Will they really improve or will they kind of just be a, a 11th or 12th type of team? You know, Maybe fighting for the eight, who knows? Adam Reynolds at number 11 there. We've got 707K, 49.6 average. He had an awesome start last year. He just wasn't the same after the injury. So potentially, is there a couple of points of value? I'd say so. I just can't see an average over 55. So maybe a 42, he could, uh, sorry, a 55. Maybe a 52 average, a 53 across the season. But he will have points given that he's older, that he might have some injuries. You know, he's someone that's had a, a few hamstring injuries and, and etc. in the past. So does that happen going forward? He's probably someone I'm going to leave out and I'd much rather go for Burton, who's younger in a team that's probably going to be on par or slightly better than the Broncos. Who knows at this point? Uh, but yeah, I'd rather go Burton for sure. Husey, I'm probably going to leave him out as well. He was annoying at times last year. I had him in my squad and just didn't have a, a great season like he did in 2021. And I'm going to put that down to the game being a lot faster and really suiting his type of play, you know, running off the back of, of offloads, uh, really good run of the footy himself, really, you know, pouncing on, on tired defenders. And he really dropped down across the board. Missed tackles uh, increased, unfortunately. Tackle breaks were down, you know, tries, try assists, everything across the board was down. Can he step up? Because you're obviously getting him at his worst over the last couple of years. He doesn't have origins. So maybe he's, he's a player that you pick up during the middle of the year. I again feel he's too risky at this point. 
Um, you know, the 13 tackles and three misses is pretty yuck. You're only getting seven from that. And that is why you will never really see a 60 plus average from Hughes is the amount of those tackles. You know, the good tacklers, the DCEs, the clearies are up around that 20 tackles and two misses. So that's a massive difference in terms of the amount of you know points you're getting from tackles. It's pretty close to 10 there. Jackie Whiten, so 667, we're getting down to the cheaper guys. And what we're looking at here is if they have any potential to move up into gun status there. 46.7 average for him. Pros for him, he had a very low try and assist numbers last year. Attacking stats across the board went down very dramatically for Jackie White. And, and I think in an improving, improving team, he can bounce back from that. He's such a good player. We've seen what he's able to do in you know in the centers, out of position, you know, off the bench, whatever he needs to do for, uh, for the Blues in origin. And I think he can uh, have a little bit of a bounce back season. Probably average somewhere around the 50 mark, but I just don't see that as enough, unfortunately. As I said, never been a gun in NRL fantasy and he's pretty inconsistent you know if he scores the try he's gonna do great if he doesn't that's he's very likely to get somewhere in the 30s or 40s AJ Brimson so we have a dual position guy to start off with a 665 44.9 pros team is obviously really streaky kind of plays have good sections bad sections and I think he could be good at a certain stage cons for him the last month really killed his value. Absolutely smashed it you know when Tanner Boyd was in there at uh you know they were playing six and seven together oh sorry and Brimson was at one, I believe, for a bit there. Uh, and he's just never been a keeper. So I don't see him as being an option at the start. So I think we'll move on. If you want me to talk a little bit further about him, or if you have any questions, just drop it in the, the comments below. Benny Hart, 646, average 45.2. He had an amazing year last year and still averaged 45. So I think that has something to say uh, about a bunch of his things. And we'll, and we'll go through that. The pros, he obviously has to do everything at the Dragons. He's an absolute superstar of a player. You see that through club footy, through origin, playing for Australia whenever he does that. Uh, he's obviously great. The cons, he's in a bad team and the 12 tackles and five misses per game says it all. He's getting two points per tackle uh, with, with tackles. It's about 15 points under some of the, the best halves in this game. So that's where that 60 average is coming from. It's just him missing so many tackles because he does plenty in attack. It's just yuck. I'm just going to be avoiding him. Jackson Acings, 645, average 45.1. I know a lot of you guys will be interested in my chat on this one. I'm definitely interested in Hastings as a player. If you look at the pros here, from last year, he averaged 59 pre-injury. So he did have a really weird foot ankle injury, which you know, he, he kind of tried to push through, but he just wasn't able to kick. He wasn't able to do a lot, uh, which dropped his average down. So you just completely take them out of the equation. He is back to full health and he has moved team. What happened in that first five games? That's what he had. Five games. That was what the pre-injury was. That's what I should have wrote there. He did have six missed tackles in that time. So just over one a game, which is really good. So he's obviously a solid defender. You can see when he was struggling on that injury, he wasn't able to run properly, kick, whatever. He wasn't feeling his best. He did have a few missed tackles in that time. So I'm happy to wipe that away. Even if he did add a couple extra missed tackles to that, he still has a really strong average in the mid to high 50s. So he moves from the Tigers, who are an average team, to a Knights, who are an average team. I see that as a yeah, and nothing. The only good thing here is it's his team and he's going to have Frizz on his right shoulder, which I think him coming off a bit of an average year, I think is going to be great for him. Great for both of these players that he has someone really strong on uh, on that right side there. Collins is playing for the Knights and a very limited sample from him back in the NRL uh, since his days at the Roosters. All right, Tommy didn't. So 638, average 42.1. The pros for him is an improving gun. Had a really, really good season for the Cowboys. He obviously played Origin uh, and was great through the final series. So 51.8 average in that last six games shows that he has the potential 
Uh, Cowboys obviously doing well. If they come out really hot this year, he could average somewhere around that 50 mark. The main issues with Tommy is the fact that he has low kick meters with Townsend taking the majority of them, sending him around the park, and he's a maybe for origin. Yeah, he may have secured that six. Maybe Sammy Walker could be in there, which we'll speak about now, who's another guy I feel there's potentially some value there. A 638 average, 42.2. Comes in the exact same as did in there. Pros for him, when he moved to seven in the back end of last year, the Roosters played really well. Really well. They looked a lot better than... Um, no knock on Kiri, but Walker was absolutely spectacular in that role there. He had that 50 average of seven, and he's in a good team. He's an improving player. He will most likely play Origin this year. You'd, you'd imagine he gets an opportunity, unless Dearden continues to, to really dominate. Uh, and the cons for him, obviously that 37 average at six. So if he does play six, that I'd be avoiding him. If he plays seven, there's an opportunity for him to have some value and get over 700K. 3.4 missed tackles per game is also not exactly ideal but that is that with Sammy Walker. Okay, we move to the guns and the value. So I see, obviously, a few of the value guys could potentially be in this top four or five, but to show it up straight up there, we've got Hines and Cleary. I can't really split them. I'm personally thinking Hines at the moment, but even just doing this analysis, I'm looking at Cleary, just given the fact that he had no hundreds last year, had an interrupted preseason. There's plenty going against him last year. Uh, I think that... Yeah, this year could be a little bit of a bounce back for him and he could average the same as Hines or slightly above, but I think both are good options there. Cleary having a buy a little bit later. DCE number two, I have him edging just over Munster, probably a little bit extra value on DCE, especially if Turbo's there uh, and they play really well. He's going to get plenty in his favor. Munster, I can see him averaging 60. You can't go wrong with him. And then Adam Dewey, if he gets the sixth role, I can see him being probably the fourth best player on this list. If he gets center, you don't touch him. And the value guys, I have Burton probably just ahead of Hastings just because there's a little bit more, a few more knowns with Burton. He's obviously a superstar. Hastings has a little bit, been a little bit out of the game for a while, moving around teams. There's plenty going on there. He's in the Knights, whereas I think the Dogs will be a better team. Uh, so just have Burton just ahead of Hastings. And then Walker, I actually see a fair bit of value in him as well if he gets that seven roll and he continues to improve, kicks goals better, which he had, uh, he was doing for the last part of the season. So there's the half guns video, guys. Hope you enjoyed that one. We'll catch you in the centers and also the wing fullbacks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 